Good evening. Today is September 27th, Monday night, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is How It Works, Steps 4 or 5, and our speaker tonight is Michelle M. Thank you so much, Michelle. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. I am Michelle M., a recovered compulsive overeater in Chicago. Just going to take a quick moment to let God in. Okay. All right. So, um, so tonight I'm going to be primarily focusing on step four. Um, and in step four, there is a lot to be covered. I did reread this chapter today and I went through posting all the stickies and, you know, there's just, there's so many wonderful passages in the big book. Uh, but first I want to start off by qualifying. Um, so I have been, uh, I have an abstinent date of February 1st, 2021. I currently work with a sponsor and I am currently sponsoring. And I can also say with full certainty that this program has 180 million percent saved my life in every single way. It saved my job, it saved my relationships, it saved my physical body, and it saved my soul. Um, and there isn't enough gratitude in the world uh, for this program. And even though this step, when I first came into Overeaters Anonymous, uh, a handful of years ago was so daunting and terrifying to me. It ended up being one of the saving graces um, and taught me how to show up for myself differently. So I want to show a few pictures. Um, one in particular that for me kind of sums up this step in a little bit. So uh, this is me and my disease. Um, since then, I have released a handful of weight. Uh, you know, everybody always says the disease is in the eyes, and I am a full believer of that. But the one picture, which for me, I haven't shared before uh, on a meeting, but was so fitting for today is this one down here. And I did get consent. This is my uncle. He's been wonderful uh, to share. And I just want to show that face. This picture was taken at a family gathering. Um, my entire family, I, I kind of cropped them out before, was all sitting at a big table. And here I am back there, sitting by myself, once again with my uncle, who I have a very, very close relationship. And he's trying to get me out of the gutter. And I'm sitting over here in my, in my selfishness, essentially, in a, in a pool of self-pity, angry about something, resentful about something. And that was my life. And that was how I lived. Um, and how I interacted with others around me. So this is today. Um, this picture over here was actually taken over the weekend. I just found out I got uh, this condo that I've been wanting, so very excited. And this picture was taken by my mom at a family dinner a handful of weeks ago, and I didn't know she was taking it. Um, apologies for the food in the picture. And the reason why I loved this picture so much and I looked over at her and I saw she had taken the picture was, first of all, it's completely candid. And I just had, I was having a wonderful dinner with just her and my stepdad, Ron, but I looked over her at her and I could see the, the, the tears in her eyes 
of, and this happens with my mom all the time. I'll sometimes look over at her and she'll just be crying because she has this relief that I have uh, found God in this program. And uh, this is a perfect segue into resentment (laughs) where my disease has uh, lashed out in all sorts of ways. So to get into step four, um, I want to talk about the what, the why, and the how, essentially. So what is this inventory? It says here on one of the pages, one moment, uh, a business which takes no regular inventory usually goes broke. Taking a commercial inventory is a fact-finding and fact-facing process. This is not a soap opera, meaning when it's time to take your inventory for the first, for the fourth step, it does not need to be this whole dramatic grand entrance of the fourth step and every single line that you enter um, is, is going to open up Pandora's box of emotions. And it can be a very emotional process. But one misconception I had about the fourth step was if I do the fourth step, it's going to hurt me. Now I have done the fourth step twice now. I have done it once in a not recovered state uh, and not fully abstinent. And I've done it in another time when I was fully abstinent. And I can tell you with certainty, having both of those experiences, they were pretty different by, you know, a bit. And one of the things of how I was able to start taking the fourth step both times, because both times I had fear, finite human fear, uh, was this is just putting pen to paper. This is just cleaning house. We're taking inventory. We are taking stock. Um, We are trying to clean up the emotional buildup that has led us to our destructive eating patterns. Now, you know, I, I do believe that there is a difference between our character defects and our actual diseased behaviors. We searched out the flaws in our makeup, which caused our failure. Nothing in it says we searched out why we went to get the pints in the freezer and why that made us uh, feel like everything was going to fall apart. You know, our inventory can go back for as far as we can remember. And um, I particularly remember going through my inventory and texting my sponsor occasionally this current time and last time and saying things like, I have a lot of shame coming up. Things are really petty, like really, really petty. You know, they're not, they're not a big deal. I want something like grandiose. And in particular, the one that stands out to me, one of the many was there was a girl in sixth grade who didn't like my belt. And I didn't like that she didn't like my belt. And I was resentful over it. I'm 30 years old and I was holding on to this resentment at the time, 29, but still holding on to this resentment. And a lot of my inventory, when we are thorough like this, it's going to have things that are not as big. It's going to have things that are very small. It's going to have things that are major life traumatic events. Everything though needs to be on there. And it says nothing counted, but thoroughness and honesty. Um, And my rule of thumb for me when I'm doing it is, you know, if I have a thought about it, put it down, just write it down. It can't hurt to write it down and turn it over. Because at the end of the day, 
it's all going to God no matter what. And we may as well be thorough with our house cleaning process. Um, now, I haven't done a second fourth step inventory while being in a recovered state, but I can tell you the last one that I had had hundreds of different line items on the list. And that's okay. Uh, because that just means we're doing a thorough job. We're trying to be as honest with ourselves as we can. And then to go into resentment. I mean, the book talks a lot about resentment. Why are we even doing this, right? So like, here's what we're doing, but like, why are we doing it? Resentment is the number one offender. Uh, it is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and unhappiness, uh, whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience. The business of resentment is infinitely grave. We found that it is fatal. That's a warning. I mean, this disease is fatal. I believe when, if I were to go back out and eat, eventually this disease will kill me. So if this book that has saved my life so far, this book that has saved so many other people's lives when I come to the rooms is telling me that resentment is fatal, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen and I'm going to think to myself, what do I need to do to get rid of this resentment? And the first step is to write it down on this inventory, no matter what it is. And this is just the beginning, right? Like my, when I first did the fourth step, I was like, you're welcome. I did the fourth step. I'm done now. I didn't even know what steps 10, 11, and 12 were. So, but it's, it's a learning process, right? Like we, we get to learn and evolve over time and, and we get to build that spiritual connection of looking within ourselves. Where have we fallen short? And I want to stress that about this inventory, when going into this inventory the first time around when I did this, and I like making the comparison because for me, it was such a different experience when you go in with different intention. First of all, my first round of doing it, I was not clean. I was drunk on food, which yes, were there a lot of similar things? Absolutely. Were there a lot of similar resentments? Even a lot of them the same? Absolutely but you wanna know what was different? The way I looked at myself, the way I looked at my part and how I showed up. And when I look at that picture that my mom took, I think, and when I wrote my, um, my inventory about my mom and, and, a, and a number of other people too, where have I caused hurt? Where have I fallen short? And thank God I get the opportunity to make amends, whether it's living or, or in person, whatever it may be, I get to show up and do it different. But the first thing we got to do other than steps one, two, and three is we got to get honest with ourselves where we have fallen short. And if we can't do that, we are bound to go back into the food. The book says it. And also from my experience, I went back into the food. You know, it happens. It's a buildup of emotion. Um, I really, oh, we began to see the world and its people really dominated us. And this one, oh, this line really hit me to the core of, you know, living a life where it was all reaction, 
reacting to everybody around me of, you know, being angry and only seeing who has hurt me. I, I am the queen of like the self-pity, self-pity crown was on me all the time, victim all the time. And always having that inability to look within myself to see what maybe have I done. And these are things that, you know, even though, you know, even though we're, we may be in a recovered state of mind and body, like our character defects aren't removed overnight, right? Like we have to pray God removes those character defects on his own time. That's not up to me. And I will say for me that that has been something frustrating of like, come on, remove these. I turned it over in my fourth step. Why isn't this working? And it's just part of it. And, and a fourth step is recognizing patterns. It's really not about the one particular action or the one line on there. It's looking at that is my, uh, that's my self-pity hat showing up again. That is, um, that's me wanting to be greedy. I can be very, very greedy, especially like with money. Um, and this is just getting honest with ourselves. It's opening the door because when we are in the food, our character defects still exist, obviously. And all of this turmoil exists. We just don't feel them. So when we put the food down and we have to get honest with ourselves, it might sting a little bit. And, and at least that was my experience. Um, and then to move a little bit more into fear, which I didn't even do a fear inventory before. When I when I did this uh, second round of fourth step, I said, I, you know, I didn't even realize that there was a fear inventory and a sex inventory. And I remember reading the book, and, and this is my original book with my comments on the side. And I put, what would my life be like if I released my fear to God? And this is something I think about all the time. Because one, my life has drastically expanded with turning my fear over to God. But two, I mean, when you really think about it, spending, I mean, I think it says somewhere in here that like the majority, the majority of us like run on fears. That's, I mean, you know, we are fear-based, you know, and to an extent, like it's in our physiology to experience fear. What would life look like if I wasn't in the driver's seat, just like it says in step three? turn it over to God. And I remember my, I would call my sponsor all the, I would panic call. Um, and it's been something that I've really needed to work on when, when a fear comes up, I need a panic call. I need someone to fix me. I need someone to help me. Five minutes and, left. Thank you. And, and the question would be, did I rely on infinite God or finite self? just like it says in the inventory. And when I read it in the book, I believe I texted her and I said, that, that was a real thing. Like you didn't come up with that. That was in the book. <laughs> and I, all of these phrases and everything. And it's true. It's really true. Um, and just to, I wanted to uh, share a teeny bit more on the how I'm going to book over here a little bit more on the how, just some things that I've learned along the way. Um, and continuing to learn too, right? Like this is a process and I'm still very new in my recovery journey. Um, but the fourth step, your, your resentment list, your sex inventory, your fears, it should not take a long period of time. Uh, when I 
was first in program for years, I had only really been introduced to a certain way of doing inventories. And a lot of people I would talk to would say, I'm working on my fourth step. And it would be like a three, six month long process. And when it came time to getting to my fourth step, my sponsor said, okay, let's pick a day next week or like next week and a half. And I said, that's really funny. You know, that you like, that's just funny. Okay. Um, how about next Monday? Ha ha ha. And she's like, okay. And, you know, I, I listened to a, another podcast on the fourth step and the fourth step really doesn't take that long takes a handful of hours. It's what's coming up. It's the top. It's releasing it. And then we sit with ourselves and God will reveal what needs to be shared and turned over. And and I really do think that like when all was said and done, when it came down to turning over everything and sharing my, my inventories with another human being, And seeing at the end of it, even when I finished writing it, seeing the amount of stuff on this inventory, on these inventories, I had been carrying that around with me. No wonder I was eating. I had no space for anything else. When I'm still worried about the girl from sixth grade, who was it? Who didn't like my belt? You know, she didn't like my belt. How can I invite God in when my space my brain, my heart, and my soul was cluttered with all of that. That's what this is. We are removing clutter. Um, so to wrap up, um, I'm just very grateful for this stuff. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to clean up, to get honest, to show up, and to show up in a way where it's not shameful. There is no shame on inventory. It just, it just is. It's acceptance. Um, and with that, I pass. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. That was amazing. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. Okay, we've got our first few hands, Emily D and then Elena. Hi again, everybody, family, Emily D recovered in Chicago, uh, compulsive overeater. Wow, woo, Um, man, I'm like, I'm like on fire. Uh, On fire for this program, on fire for God and on fire for, you know, being able to hear the message so clearly through you, Michelle. Michelle, it was like a clarion call, right? And like, we, we know the difference for as much bullshit as we've all put out there. 
Like when it's like crystal clear, that language of the heart, depth and weight, man, it just hits you like right here and here and everywhere else. So um, the fourth step, you know, what I loved and, and relate to is like, this is not a soap opera, which is really in stark contrast, right? It's a good thing it's not the first step. It's a good thing it's not the 12th. Like it's the fourth, we just gotta do it. Um, and when you talked about, I wrote this down, no wonder I was eating with the amount of resentment I'm carrying around. It's like, yeah, that's all we could do. Everyone's out to get me, take something from me, keep me from getting something. And I, how beautiful it is to hear you talk about, and then the big difference between the first time and the second time is I looked at my part and it was a lot. And it was the same stuff over and over again. So like we all do the same stuff over and over again. It's just like, which person, place or thing am I gonna like aim my bullets at? You know, it's like, but it's all the same. It's all the same fire that we're giving. Um, and that the fourth step too is just the beginning. And so it's like, hurry up, you know? Someone said to me once, like the fourth step is like heart surgery, like open heart surgery. Like let's get you open, right? fix you up and then we're going to close you up and we're going to keep this process moving because trust, believe and rest assured, you will get a chance to do more work, um, but to get through it. Uh, and the last thing I heard that I really loved was like, you know, um, not to be so concerned with like the why, right? Like, why do I do these things? We don't need to know why so much as we can't know why so much as we don't know why it works. Uh, but we know how it works and we know that it works and that's what really matters. And you carried the message so strongly tonight. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emily D. Next is Elena R. and then Angela Chi. Hi, everyone. I'm Elena R. I am gratefully recovered. Compulsive overeater and exercise bulimic. And Michelle, thank you so much. I just love you. Like everything was just so clear tonight. Um, I love that you shared a lot about your life. That makes it very real for me. And that picture was powerful with your uncle. And I feel like there could be like a whole TV series of various like relatives that have tried to sit me down over the years uh, to try to fix me and help me, you know, all out of love. But one thing that you spoke about was the misconception um, that it'll be hard or, you know, the misconceptions around it. And my fear around the fourth step was that I had to get it all down and it had to be perfect. And I couldn't leave anything out. And I was literally frozen in my body. And I had to do a lot of prayer before sitting down a lot of the set aside prayer, like just inviting my higher power and to help me get this stuff on paper. I was just so afraid to look at it. And my sponsor had to really help me through this. Um, and then as I'm writing it down, you know, like you said, this isn't a soap opera. And then I'm saying to myself, is this really a resentment? Like this person didn't even do anything to me. <laughs> like I had a list of people and I think maybe like, I don't know, maybe one had like actually done something for a resentment, but all of my things were in categories, right? I noticed that there may have been like 20 people, 30 people, 40 people, but like two or three common themes. And one of the common themes for me is, um, you know, they didn't really do anything to me. It was just me trying to play God. Like that was just, I think I know how their life should be going, how this should be going. And 
Um, also, another theme was like unwilling for me to accept life on life's terms. Like my resentments were like, I seriously think that I can play God. Um, and then my fear inventory, forget about it. Like the fear was, and I just want to share with you um, something great that happened this week pertaining to the fourth step. And thank God I have the rest of my life to uncover this stuff. It doesn't all have to be done while I'm working this, you know, fourth step right now. So my sister, um, she had breast cancer a couple of years ago and it was really, you know, a whole thing, right? And so thank God she's in remission. It was pretty late stage breast cancer, but she's doing so well right now. And she asked me if I wanted to take tap and jazz classes with her. And I'm saying to myself, I'm not a tap and jazz girl. I'm really not. But maybe I should because I don't know how much time I have left with her. And maybe if I take this class with her, even though I don't want to, um, maybe that'll somehow prolong her life. And that's just the dishonesty that we see, you know, when we're, when we're really taking a look, like that's my dishonesty that I can somehow control life. Like if I do X, then Y will happen. And it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And it's such a miracle because I spent my life being such a people pleaser and trying to like manipulate and control people and situations. Thank you. So bottom line, I'm not taking tap and jazz because I don't want to. And I still love my sister. <laughs> um, thank you. Thanks, Elena. Um, next, Angela G. And then Robin W. Hey, everyone. I'm Angela. I am a compulsive overeater living in a recovered state for today. Um, thank you so much, Michelle. It was really wonderful hearing you and your story and your um uh, hope and strength that you shared with us. Um, I really related to a lot of what you said, and uh, I love how you broke down the fourth step and how you simplified it uh, because it can seem so daunting and so scary. Uh, the first time I went through my fourth step was uh, a number of years ago, and I was definitely in the food, and um, I couldn't get real about it right? I was self-medicating and I could only go just so deep, which definitely was not deep enough. Uh, so I thought I did it, you know, and when I look back now, after just having done a serious fourth step, um, I see that it was very abstract and I didn't see necessarily the patterns um, like this time. Uh, this time I have a sponsor who um, would refer to the fourth step as a dirty diaper. And she said, nope, you're not sitting in the dirty diaper any longer than you have to. And I love that analogy uh, because like you were saying, it really is, uh, you know, it's, it's so much, um, you know, it, it's things that have happened that are kind of unbelievable that I carried these things around. And when I looked at that list, I just couldn't believe, you know, um, how, how heavy that stuff was, you know, and as I'm still making my amends now, uh, I just had the opportunity to make an amends to my uh, ex of 17 years. And that was like transformational. Um, it, I just felt like I was floating afterwards. Um, so, you know, there really is something about, um, you know, this process and unloading and um, getting, uh, getting clear about my part. Uh, I love that you said that the fourth step is all about this buildup of emotion and releasing it. 
and uh, allowing for another way of doing things. So yeah, I'm just really, really grateful for this program and the process that it allows me to get real with myself and start taking stock uh, of my part uh, because I did cause harms and yet I am not a bad person. I, I am, um, you know, quite, um, quite uh, lovable, I think. And, um, and, I, and I can be helped and I can be reached. And um, yeah, so I'm just really happy to be here. Thank you, Michelle, again. I can't wait to hear everybody. Thanks. Angela, Robin W. and then Daisy. Good evening, I'm Robin W. Uh, recovering compulsive overeater from Cincinnati. I'm glad to be here tonight. Um, Michelle, thanks so much for, for your share on, on this step. Um, I never really understood in the third step fair what the bondage of self was. I didn't get it um, until I came into this program. And it is like mind blowing to me um, what, what that entails and all of the, you know, that universal characteristic of selfishness that addicts and alcoholics and compulsive gamblers and whatever have like that that selfishness that um, manifests itself in so many different ways that became what, what I understood what that meant that like, I want the world to go my way, no matter what. Um, and I get, I get really bummed out when it doesn't, it can be over super little things like, um, you know, like I want, I want my kids to behave in public so they don't embarrass me, right? Or really big things like, um, I think I should run the world because I have really good ideas about it. Um, and it, 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 you know, it doesn't matter what end it's on. Like I get so upset about that and that buildup of emotion. I love that term and that we have a way to like write all that down and put, put, put that down on paper and then notice the patterns. I'm a, I'm a data geek. That's like part of what my, my job um, as an educator is. I look at data and patterns and stuff. And like, it's, it's, it's so, uh, it's such an awesome process to put all that stuff down on paper and look at the, these patterns of behavior over and over and over again, that um, just fall back into one thing that I, I'm selfish. I am selfish, 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 self-centered. I mean, the big book uses so many words, self-will, self-propulsion, manager, egocentric, self-deluding, self-seeker, fearful, dishonest, like all of it. And until I understood what all that meant and put it down on paper and looked at the patterns, it was like, it, it's like the, um, you, like, you know, when you, you finally learn the lyrics to a song that you've been singing incorrectly your whole life and like, you like, oh, those are the, those, that's what they're saying. And then it's like, you can't go back to like what the old lyrics were. And um, that's, that's how I feel that this, what this process does for me is like puts all that stuff in perspective. Um, so I love this step. I love that we have this tool to, to, to blow the lid off uh, the, the motions that are all stopped up inside. Thanks for letting me share, I'll pass. Okay, um, I think we have time for one more and then we'll stop the recordings. Daisy? 
Cool, thanks. Hi everyone, I'm Daisy, Compulsible Overeater. Really glad to be here. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your share. Um, I just felt like it was such clear and comforting instructions for a very intense process. And that's really needed um, for me and I'm sure a lot of others. So I appreciate it. Um, I've done a few fourth steps at this point and none of them have been easy. And it has never been like, you know, it is, it is pretty simple and clear. And you're like writing down your resentments and you're just following the columns one by one. And that part is not that hard, but it's always, you know, coincidentally synced up in my life where like at the same time, I'm going through my fourth step. I am over here in my relationships, like freaking out or I'm sobbing all the time, or I'm like having to bite my tongue until it bleeds to not say the thing. And it's just like, chaos all around me. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing a fourth step. And, um, and I think you've made a really good point. Like, that's why we got to go, you know, we got to move through it because it's, it's tough. And I think that this work of doing a fourth step, it's like, is some pretty intense shadow work. I did so much work my whole life trying to hide these parts of myself, trying to not look at them. And then all of a sudden, like we're asked to like, look at them all, look at these really painful parts of myself that I don't want to see. Um, so I loved Michelle, when you talked about, you know, doing this work without the shame. Um, because I think for me, like, it's so easy when I'm looking at these parts of myself that I haven't seen before to like fall into that and to fall in despair and like, Oh my God, look how horrible of a person I am. But that's, not going to get anybody anywhere that is not <laughs> helpful in any way. And it's really just more of my own character defects being self-indulgent and all of that. Um, so for me, it's been so important to like, try to find a place of courage and strength with the help of a higher power of like, can I hold, can I hold myself as I go through this, like gently and with compassion and still be brave enough to really look and see what's there and face it. And then later, you know, keep going and make the, take the proper actions, make the amends, all that. So anyway, love being here. Love all of your shares. Thank you, Michelle. And everybody else who's running this meeting tonight. Thank you. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording? <laughs>